As we move into a deeper experience of our word, we're going to turn to um, the book of Philippians, the letter to the Philippians. This is a letter that Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote. It's probably late in his life or in his ministry. As you know, he has run all over the Mediterranean world, spreading the good news of God's love for us in Jesus Christ, and it has ended him up in jail. Uh, he is in prison in Rome. And he writes back to a community that he loves in Philippi. And among the many beautiful words that he has to share, there are these. And Joni's going to come and read a passage from Philippians. Rejoice in God always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. God is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen and me in me and the God of peace will be with you. We celebrate the written word. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to Thanks God. Be to Please pray with me. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day and for your goodness and grace that surround us and sustain us every day of our lives. In these moments on this eve of Thanksgiving, open our hearts that we might experience you even more deeply and uh, embody your grace, your word of grace in the world. Amen. Among our national holidays, Thanksgiving is a bit peculiar. We have set aside a whole day as a nation just for giving thanks, to celebrate, to set aside extended time for gratitude. Think of our other holidays. We have holidays for commemorating events, the 4th of July. We have holidays that celebrate people and movements, MLK Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. We have holidays for marking time. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but Thanksgiving, its central purpose is to set aside time to give thanks once a year, every year, to celebrate with gratitude, rejoice, and give thanks. No matter what's going on in the world or in our lives, we stop and give thanks. Rejoice and give thanks. That's also at the heart of this evening's scripture from Philippians. It's this lovely, encouraging word. Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Be anxious for nothing. God is near. In everything, offer your prayers with thanksgiving and the peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Words that are even more inspiring when we remember that the Apostle Paul wrote them from prison. Paul wasn't having a good day out of which flowed this soaring inspiration. He was locked up in jail and he wrote, rejoice. 
and give thanks. We know the Apostle Paul lived a hard scrabble life, almost always at the center of controversy, fighting opponents, fleeing from authorities in and out of jails, but he kept going because he had urgent life-giving news to share. God's love has come to life in Jesus Christ for all people. Paul was a man with a mission. But when the Apostle Paul writes these words in Philippians, all that has been shut down. He has reached the end of the road. He's in jail in Rome, and he writes to a community he loves in Philippi and says, I have come to be content in all circumstances, even here, even now. And I can say this. In the whole of life, in your troubles and in mine, God is near. Rejoice and give thanks. Give thanks in the fullness of life. We come to this Thanksgiving in the fullness of our lives, our individual lives and our shared life. We continue this long slog through pandemic. We, we celebrate any progress as slow as it might be. And then we continue to push on. We live life celebrating life's joys and mourning our loss along the way. We engage the challenges. We embrace the blessings. We move through the ordinariness of everyday life, making meaning as we go. Each of us comes to this Thanksgiving with the blessings and the challenges we encounter every day in the fullness of life. I remember about 15 months ago, back in September 2020, as you know, my family rushed to Florida as the doctors told us that my dad had five days to live. Those were heartbreaking days that September as we said our goodbyes. But then somehow, with love and prayer, dad shook off the life-threatening infection. And day by day, his body strengthened bit by bit. And in that October, on October 27th, 2020, well past the five days we had been given, we celebrated dad's 78th birthday with him. And then a Thanksgiving and a Christmas and mom's birthday. Dad got to see one more NCAA basketball tournament. And just before he died, we got to celebrate Easter together and resurrection one more time. Back in October 2020, as we celebrated that 78th birthday with dad, my sister and I promised each other that we would remember those days. Those grace-given days filled with love and laughter and family. Days we hadn't hoped to have. Every day, a gift. We said that on down the road in the hard days that we knew would come again, we would remember the gratitude that filled those days and all the love. And we did. Last month on what would have been Dad's 79th birthday, as we grieved, we reminded each other of his 78th and how grateful we had been. It didn't make the grieving go away, but holding the grieving alongside the gratitude made it, um, I don't know, somehow more whole, maybe with even a glimmer of healing. We are grateful 
for the whole of life we have lived together in love. Knowing that love and that life reach on out into forever in Jesus Christ. Rejoice and give thanks. Sometime during this pandemic, I saw an interview of Lizzo. Lizzo's a musician, singer, songwriter, rapper that some of you may know. David Letterman was interviewing her on his Netflix series, and Lizzo was telling him about her hard life and what she has had to overcome. And now, of course, Lizzo is a wildly successful artist uh, with her music. She encourages so many folks. Reflecting on all that her whole life, Lizzo said this, I'm just always happy to be present. I think that when things aren't guaranteed, when you don't know what's going to happen the next day and you're genuinely afraid and you're trying to survive, and then you get to a place where you're thriving, well, I'm just genuinely grateful for each day. We pray thank you on the good days so we can savor the blessings of life, the joy, the happiness, the love, the accomplishments, the moments that inch the world toward justice. We rejoice and give thanks for God's good gifts. We pray thank you on the bad days not because we savor our suffering, but because we know that we move through all the mess of life with a loving God, because we know that good will come again, that love will persevere, that we are moving towards a better day together forever. We pray thank you on the ordinary days, most days, as a way of joining in the pulse of God's love, beating in the fullness of humanity every moment of every day, God is near, God is near, God is near. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Lamont says that thank you is just the short version of the official liturgical prayer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. She notes that it's easier to thank God on the good days when things are going well, but if we are lucky, gratitude becomes a habit. Gratitude begins in the heart and then with repetition across the whole of life, Anne Lamont says, it dovetails into behavior. You breathe gratitude in and you breathe it out too. Or as the apostle Paul says, rejoice and give thanks. Consider all the good and keep doing what you're doing. We receive grace and in gratitude come to embody grace. The practice of gratitude is a daily practice. Every minute of every day, God is near. And every year, once a year on Thanksgiving, no matter what's going on in the world, we stop and give thanks. I looked back on what I said last year at Thanksgiving, and I was surprised how much of it was so particular to that moment. Particular thanks for that particular moment in our lives. But there was something there that feels just as true this week as it did then, and I think it may be worth repeating. 
I imagine that the things for which we give thanks this evening and tomorrow will echo gratitude we have spoken before. Gratitude voiced across the generations. We will give thanks for family and friends, for love and for life and for work to do, for the beauty of this earth, for the sun that rises every morning, for the dimming of the day at dusk, for the starlit sky of a crisp, clear autumn night, for planting and for harvest, for the friends who have accompanied us in sorrow, for those with whom we have created new things, for a glimpse of progress, for music, for kindred spirits who share our vision of a better world, for connection in community, for moments like this that refresh and renew our weary spirits. This evening and tomorrow, we will give thanks for the abiding astonishment of our lives in good times and bad and all the ordinary moments in between. Or we could say it like this. Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to everyone. God is near. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayers and thanksgiving, let what's on your heart be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. Every day and this day, God is near. Rejoice and give thanks. <laughs>